Hello, welcome to Financial Markets Weekly, an audio podcast by Succinct Information. This is a professional summary, free of noise, focused on facts, and straight to the point. We help you save time while covering the key events and market performance. These are the highlights from last week. Risk assets traded firmer in an active week for monetary policy decisions and inflation updates. CPI inflation in the US decelerated in May to 0.1% month-on-month and 4% year-on-year, the lowest rise in more than two years, a clear sign that price pressures are easing. The core CPI measure printed at 0.4% and 5.3% annually, in line with expectations. This is the smallest increase since November 2021. In the Eurozone, inflation in May was confirmed at 6.1%. In central bank action, the Fed left its target rate unchanged at 5.8%, the first pause in the aggressive tightening cycle of the past 12 months. The US central bank signaled that further rate hikes will be needed despite the downward trend in inflation, as the 2% target is still far away. The FOMC's dot plot shows that two more rate increases of 25 basis points are planned for this year. Let's hear how Jerome Powell delivered the message at the conference. About the decision, Powell said, Today we decided to leave our policy interest rate unchanged and to continue to reduce our securities holdings. Looking ahead, nearly all committee participants view it as likely that some further rate increases will be appropriate this year to bring inflation down to 2% over time. On the state of the economy. The U.S. economy slowed significantly last year, and recent indicators suggest that economic activity has continued to expand at a modest pace. Although growth in consumer spending has picked up this year, activity in the housing sector remains weak, largely reflecting higher mortgage rates. Higher interest rates and slower output growth also appear to be weighing on business fixed investment. Regarding the inflation outlook, this is what he said. Inflation remains well above our longer-run 2% goal. Inflation has moderated somewhat since the middle of last year. Nonetheless, inflation pressures continue to run high, and the process of getting inflation back down to 2% has a long way to go. The European Central Bank lifted interest rates by 25 basis points to 3.5% for the deposit rate and 4% for its refinancing rate. It signalled another rate increase for next month, as inflation remains too high. Policymakers project inflation to average 5.4% this year, and only reach the 2% goal in late 2025. The Bank of Japan kept its policy rate at an ultra-low level of minus 0.1% and maintained a dervish stance, keeping a 0% yield target for 10-year bonds under its yield curve control mechanism. Core inflation is at 3.4%, while headline CPI is at 3.5%, above the bank's 2% target. Stocks traded higher across all advanced economies with the S&P 500 index adding 2.6% to 4,410 points, while the Nasdaq Composite gained 3.2% and Europe's stock 600 finished 1.5% higher. Japan's topic index rallied 3.4%, and emerging markets also ended significantly higher on average. 
In the US, the bulk of the returns in equity markets continues to come from large growth technology names, mainly mega-cap stocks such as Nvidia, Tesla, Microsoft, Apple and Amazon. Last week's notable mover was Oracle, which rallied 14% to an all-time high after beating top and bottom line estimates. The best sectors this year are information technology, communication services and consumer discretionary, which include the largest companies in the US. These sectors have returned between 30 and 41% year-to-date. Equity volatility indicators, both in the US and Europe, fell to the lowest level since the start of the pandemic. The VIX index, which tracks implied volatility for the S&P 500, closed at 13.5%, and the V-Stocks index, tracking the Euro Stocks 50 index, dropped to 13.1%. Moving on to currency and rate markets. The dollar posted its worst week in six months with a 1.3% decline for the dollar index, mainly depreciating against the euro, sterling and Aussie dollar, while gaining ground against a weaker yen. The yen fell to a 15-year low against the euro. Benchmark interest rates were little changed last week with the 10-year Treasury yield closing at 377%, boons at 246% and gilts, which were the notable movers, at 441%. The British gilt's yield curve shifted upwards and deepened its inversion, with one-year yields exceeding 5%. The US Treasury yield curve's inversion reached a 42-year record of minus 95 basis points for the spread between the 10- and 2-year bond yields. Year-to-date, the US and German 10-year bond yields a little changed while the short-end, or 2-year yields, rose significantly. The yield differential between US and UK rates is helping the British pound appreciate as it reaches a 14-month high of 1 spot 28, after rallying 2% last week. In commodity markets, the OPEC and the International Energy Agency both released their monthly demand report and markets reacted positively to the figures. Brent and WTI contracts gained 2.3% to $76.60 and $71.80. US natural gas prices spiked 17% to $2.63 on the back of forecasts showing much warmer than expected weather in Texas for the rest of June, leading to record demand for running cooling equipment. The grain and base metals complexes rallied, driven by a weaker dollar and stimulus measures by the Central Bank of China, which lowered key lending rates to help manufacturers. Wheat and soybean oil futures gained 9%, while corn added 6%. Lastly, a few bullet points to complete this episode. Chinese stocks were the best performers in emerging markets, with a 3.3% weekly gain. In corporate deals, the Nasdaq exchange agreed to acquire Adenza, a data processing company owned by private equity, for nearly $11 billion in a cash and stock transaction. Nasdaq's shares fell 11%. Carver Group, a restaurant chain, raised $318 million in its IPO on Nasdaq. It was priced at $22 and shares doubled on the debut before closing the week at $38, for a total market value of $4.3 billion. 
cryptos were little changed after the sell-off a week earlier. The focus remains on the SEC's lawsuits against Binance and Coinbase. Bitcoin is trading at $26,500. Coinbase's shares added 4% last week. The week ahead, it is a holiday in the US tomorrow. On Wednesday, we'll find out the latest inflation update in the UK. On Thursday, the Bank of England and the Swiss National Bank hold policy meetings. That's all for this week. Please subscribe to the channel and help us promote it. Visit succinct.info to learn more about our subscription service. Have a good week.